0: fireworks are on display over Disney World. Town of Windermere prepping for a big grand opening. The mayor of Ocoee is excited about a new event. And in my final page today, a personal report from me to you. The date is April 7th, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comment. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange On The Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange On The Go. Florida House Representative Spencer Roach said he and other state legislators have held two meetings regarding a potential repeal of the 1976 Reedy Creek Improvement Act. That act created the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which in effect allows Disney to operate under its own government rather than that of Orange County and Osceola County. Roach announced the meetings two days after the Walt Disney Company issued in part this statement. Quote, Our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislator or struck down in the courts, and we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that, end quote. Now, the governor spoke about the idea of repealing the Reedy Creek Act, stating, quote, I don't think it's retaliatory. I just think that Disney's posturing alienated a lot of people now, and so the political influence they are used to wielding, I think that has dissipated. And so the question is, why would you want to have special privileges in the law at all? And I don't think we should, end quote. Now, whichever side of the fence you are on regarding this hot topic, there is no doubt that in addition to Osceola County, the biggest impact will be felt here in West Orange. Ladies and gentlemen, Ocoee is back with a brand new invention. Now, it's an old event with a new twist, new branding, new name, formerly known as the Ocoee Founders Day Festival. Many of you know it. Many of you love it. Well, it's been two years, but now it's back. And this year, Vanilla Ice is just one of the nine performers who will take the stage at the revamped new-named Okoe Music Festival. Ocoee mayor Rusty Johnson is thrilled to see the annual festival return and thinks that attendees will like what is being offered this year. The response has been overwhelming, he said. All of the marketplace and food vendor spaces are filled, and the city has sold out of the preferred seating option for Saturday night. In the past 26 years, the city has seen the festival grow from a few hundred attendees to 20,000. Mayor Rusty Johnson loves how the event has expanded through the years. And he said he heard from many people who are planning to travel to aCOE for the great event. Now, as many of you know, typically the event has a country focus. But this year they added some hip-hop to the mix, including the 1990s icon Vanilla Ice. On that, from Mayor Rusty Johnson, quote, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's for the benefit of everyone, not just aCOE," he said. As long as we can get sponsors, we'll keep doing this. Amen to that. I love Mayor Rusty Johnson. He is the perfect mayor for Ocoee. He loves his community, and he knows his community. You know, he's available to the people. If you're around Ocoee, you'll see him all around town, and you can just walk right up to him. He is a true representative of the people. Now, He went on to state that perhaps next year they will focus on some classic rock. I I think that's his favorite. The point being, they will mix it up sometimes. Okay, so you know, I have been telling you to listen when I give you these great tips on community events. You know, last weekend we had a beautifully successful event at the Bloom and Grows Spring Fever in the Garden. Well, I know the monsoon came down. We all had to swim out of there. But... Uh, you know, before that happened, and that was supposed to come earlier. A lot of us thought it might come around noon, but, you know, it came a lot later, and we had a terrific day on Saturday. Uh, And Sunday was extended a little bit to kind of make up for the time, and Sunday was just beautiful. So that was that event, and now we look forward to a COE's coming event. And You know, I'm going to keep you posted. Just remember, the West Orange Times and Observer is the only that's right. I say the only paper of record for West Orange County. You know, we've been doing it for over 116 years. And that's all of our wonderful cities and communities. You know, acoe, Winter Garden, Windermere, acoe, Oakland, Dr. Phillips, Horizon West, Gotha, and all the other surrounding areas. You know, we have so many great communities within West Orange. You know, this is it. We are the only one. So you need to embrace, you need to support the West Orange Times and Observer. If you believe in hyper-local community news, then you know what to do. You visit our website, you follow us on Facebook, you read the paper. So, So, you know, it's either that or we let all of our news to be sourced from CNN or Fox News or MSMB whatever and you know all these they they don't know anything about you or what you're doing in your real life. We are here to step away from all of that noise and actually talk about our people within our community. So that's why I love the West Orange Times and Observer. So subscribe orangeobserver.com that's orangeobserver.com and now onto to our hyper-local school news. Annabelle Sykes tells us Orange County continues superintendent search. The search comes after current superintendent, Dr. Barbara Jenkins, announced her retirement in February. The Florida School Boards Association held a community forum to hear West Orange residents and their thoughts on the superintendent search Tuesday, March 29th at West Orange High School. In response to the critical needs and challenges of OCPS, Attendees, according to the results of the evening, felt parents should have parental rights in the classroom, teachers and staff should be paid competitively, there should be a focus on teacher retention, an opt-in as opposed to an opt-out for social and emotional learning initiatives, and transparency. The FSBA had hosted three forums before the one in West Orange, however, they stated that District 4's turnout was the largest so far. The largest so far. West Orange. There's something about our community, isn't there? West Orange is West Orange. Different areas of the county, different areas of the state, different areas of the country. Well, you have different amounts of activity among people, you have different thoughts, different views. We call that diversity, and it's a beautiful thing. So, I am proud of West Orange and our parents and our teachers. Who were active in this meeting. Go West Orange. And Now for this week's West Orange Sports Highlight. I want to refer you to the paper and online. We have a few great stories. One titled, We Are Warrior. You will see it on the front page in this week's paper. You will see another one there about uh, another familiar face who is going to be the new West Orange High football coach. Now, you will notice lately, the sports section is on fire. We have some vigorous reporting going on from our, well, it's primarily from our new staff writer. Focusing on the sports is Andrea Mujica. Now, you may have met her this past weekend at the Spring Fever in the Garden well, she was there. She was at the booth. She was racing around a lot, taking some great photos for the West Orange Times and Observer. Uh, but, you know, we're very excited that she has joined the ranks of some of our greats. You know, greats like Amy Questenberry, Jim of our community, Annabelle Sykes, the great Annabelle Sykes, and of course, editor and publisher Mike Ing. Cindy and Iggy and more, you know, people that if you know them, well, they'd surely serve as a blessing in your life. Great people in our community running this paper, running our paper. And when I say our paper, you know, I mean me and you, I mean all of us. This is the paper for the people of West Orange. okay now let me go into the final page here a little different this time I'm gonna I'm just gonna kind of go loose here and I'm, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my last you know 36 hours. Well, it all started I was in a meeting at my office this would be a Monday and I was feeling fine I was in a client meeting at my office and In the middle of this client meeting, he was, well, he was talking and, you know, I mean, this is just a VIP client. You know, I didn't want to, you know, if I had some schmutz on my shirt, I'd be horrified, that kind of thing. So, (laughs) so while he's talking and kind of going on, I'm, I feel like I'm about to pass out. Nothing he was saying was wrong. It wasn't that he was sickening me, but he certainly wasn't. Everything he says is pretty great, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I felt a sickness coming on. Well, under my desk, I have a, a trash can, just a small, you know, wastebasket. And basically, while he's talking, I, I knew it had to be done. And I picked up that little trash can and t- I said, excuse me, I, I, I need you to stop talking for a minute. And I uh, quickly went into the other room, just another room down. We have like kind of a suite here. And, uh, you know, I just got sick in that trash can. You know, I don't want to be too, you know, I want to choose my words wisely. This is a, a family program. But I was nauseated and, you know, the next thing. And it was horrible. I mean, I just was, it was loud and going on and just humiliating. Um, so I I came back in the room. I apologized, but I told him, unfortunately, I I think we're going to have to reschedule. As you can imagine, he, he already was standing up, walking out halfway. Uh, he knew what was going on and that was pretty embarrassing, (laughs) but you know, I immediately messaged my wife. We have a, a chat that I have on my computer and my phone so I could be in instant contact. And I, kind of told her what had just happened. She asked if I was going to come home early, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a tough guy, and you know, I'm, to, I'm going to stick it out. I had a call scheduled for about two hours later or so, actually with Mike Ing, the publisher and editor of this uh, newspaper. And the call was with a bunch of other folks. It was uh, for a panel discussion that we'll be doing um, for some convention. I told Mike, yeah, I'm going to be on the call, but I'm, I'm a little sick, and we'll, we'll see. So, of course, you know, I get on the call and probably looking not quite as tan as usual. I think I was a little pale, probably. Halfway through that call, I had to hit the camera button off and kind of just disappear because I got sick again. So, you know, I rushed home and I got into the bed and I was just, I cannot tell you how sick I was. I was sicker than I recall. You know, I don't recall being that sick in a long time. A long time. I was in my bedroom, you know, with the conjoined bathroom there, getting sick quite often for uh, probably 24 hours straight. And anybody who knows me, that, that's a very strange, that's very strange behavior for me. You know, I'm always all around town. I'm doing everything, trying to get as much in as possible. Uh, and I was just, I was crippled. I cannot express to you the pain I felt. It was Rough. I mean, just really rough. So my wife, that Friday before, so just a few days before, had a very similar illness. You know, and you know, I, that Friday I I called out of most of my meetings. Um, I had one important meeting I didn't want to miss. That my mother-in-law came to watch the kids while I went to that meeting. But most of them I had to just go ahead and cancel to help out with the kids that day. That's how sick my wife is. I mean, she's a tough cookie. She doesn't normally have to uh, call for my help in such a way. Uh, But I still thought that it was a, uh, she had a lesser version than I did because what I had, I mean, oh my goodness, the whole Hades had come down into my sphere and was just, uh, Armageddon was here. And, you know, I thought about it and, you know, she trolls me all the time about this sort of thing. She says that when men, you know, her referring to me as her example always, uh, become sick. They become huge babies in that they're, they're always these big crybabies when they get sick, even for the smallest thing. Anyhow, you know, the story goes on. I, Wednesday rolls around. My symptoms are gone. Um, and I take my daughter. We normally go to breakfast. She's seven years old, first grade. And we normally go to breakfast at the Winter Garden restaurant on Plant Street in Dillard at 7 a.m. And then I walk her to school. Well, we did that and we were walking to school and she starts to kind of spontaneously bring up a family member that is very ill right now. Um, A very severe illness. She doesn't know all the details, uh, but she does know that things are different and that this person can't enjoy some of the things that they love to enjoy, piano, golfing, this sort of stuff. And she, she starts to cry and Becoming very emotional, she knows that something is gravely wrong. So right there in the front of the school, right before I opened the door to, you know, drop her off, I I told her, you know, we gotta what we gotta do. We had to pray. So we prayed and just for a moment there before we went into the school. And then when I opened the door. the faculty member of the school who was there to receive the children, it was early drop-off, so there wasn't many people around. She immediately went for Chrissy with these huge open arms and started to comfort her in a way that it's as if she heard every single word of what we had been talking about and even praying about on the outside of that door. Her reaction was motherly and grandmotherly and perfect. I heard on her breath she mentioned God's purpose and the meaning for these sorts of things and how we address them. I know that not every school affords these type of connections, affords these type of opportunities. As a father, I am blessed to have my daughter at Foundation Academy. They are a sponsor of this program. But I can't tell you how blessed I am that my daughter goes to that school. Anyhow, I all day I was feeling zonked out and weird. I, I just, I felt like I was in a dream the whole time. I think I was majorly dehydrated from from the past 36 hours. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I missed a lot of things in that, in that period. I, I missed seeing some of my friends at the Rotary Club and Joe Barsh and Michelle and, you know, just a lot of people. I can't, I can't start naming people, you know, I get in trouble. But, um, You know, I missed Matthew's Hope. They had a great event I was planned to go to. I couldn't go. I was very upset by that. I missed a call from Commissioner Wilson. Uh, Commissioner Nicole Wilson called me and well, she wanted to correct something that I I guess I said or maybe that the paper wrote. I don't know. Couldn't get back to her in time. I did try to get back to her. We have not connected. So I will follow up with you on that. I want to make sure that I do her justice. I appreciate the phone call. But I missed that and yeah, I just missed so many things. I'm behind on all kinds of deadlines now. I have client deadlines. I have community obligations I'm trying to meet and try to trying to fulfill. But I'm just totally behind. Everything seems to be kind of a disaster. I'm officiating a wedding this weekend of a of a very close family member. I had lunch with them on Wednesday. I was supposed to prep for that and get everything ready on Monday, but you know that was gone out the window because uh, you know I was puking my brains out. You know, why did I get so sick? What, what did I do wrong? You know, it's not like I got a two-week quarantine situation, but, you know, I'm still, I'm back and fighting now, but I missed these very critical two days of my life. So here I am feeling sorry for myself, feeling that I was cheated out of this time, that I'm behind on everything because of these 36 hours that were taken from me, unjustly, I would say. And then I read The Observer. And I hear what happened while I was laying in that bed. A 27-year-old Winter Garden woman died following a multi-vehicle head-on crash. Monday, April 4th, on State Road 429. Life is so precious. Life is a gift. We are so lucky to be here. I want to smile for the rest of my life every day. My sincere prayers are with her soul and with her family. We have been given a gift, a gift of life. Every day is more than what we have earned, than what we could justify, than what we can expect. God is good, but life is yet fragile. I'm going to smile, and I'm going to work hard every day. To me, everything is important, and every chance, every minute, every hour we have is a precious gift. And we owe it to our community, to our God, to take it seriously and to be grateful So today I smile, I'm grateful to all of you for taking the time to visit here with me. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer, hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange, on the go.